stories bring fear. But each culture has its own way of surfacing fear. When I lived in Bolivia as a diplomat in the 1990s, I had the luxury of being able to travel out to communities and towns and villages. And I, when I would go out there, generally I would start very slowly. I would just go to their village and have something to eat. And I would go back often. So they would become accustomed to my face. And I would talk to them. I would learn from them. I would learn their history by just talking with them. I became aware that many of these villagers never made it out of this small town. They didn't have cars. They rode bicycles. They had their own transportation. Many made it, never made it past the fifth grade for girls or eighth grade for boys. They were needed on the farms. They were fishermen and they were farmers. Everything they knew politically, they were told by their priest, their teacher, or the city, the head of the city. A few of them knew how to read. Maybe one would have a television. Usually that was the head of the city. So who do you think controlled their security versus fear? Here, if their priest was telling them one thing, their city villager, their head of the city, would be telling them one thing. Their teacher was telling them one thing. It was all the same thing. They thought it was the truth. And how do you think the city head got reelected every year? They would naturally raise fear issues. We see it in our own election. They would raise fear issues, emotionally incite the town, and then tell them how they were going to make them secure. Whether it was bringing new things, roads, electricity, water, commerce, a new soccer field, or bringing a sense of cultural identity, or a newfound sense of sovereignty. Let's say they got a new road. Paved road was unusual. Let's say they got a new paved road to their city. It would open up the town for commerce. They could begin to sell their homemade items, their agriculture and farming products, bring in more money, help pay for clothing, food, health items for their home, shelter. Would that make them feel secure? Consider this. It would bring strangers to their town, unfamiliar area. How do you think that affected their sense of security? Their sense of security becomes elusive again. But, you know, it takes one person, one stranger to come into a town and show respect for them, not invade them, not try to change them, just take them as who they are. That may be what they have been told was unnecessary and erroneous. That would help dissolve barriers. They now had a new light to view their world. They be could become less rigid and more open without losing their sense of security. That's within a government, a small village government. Think for a moment of how this affects our government, 
or a world leader. Many times fear has nothing to do with a life-threatening effect. It could be a new situation, a challenge faced, a situation where the stakes are high and you don't know what will happen next. An example of that was when I was in Venezuela in 2000 as a diplomat. During my time there, I was a volunteer manager at the retail store in the embassy. This store purchased homemade items from non-governmental organizations and tribes and sold them to visitors at the embassy. The money raised profits and from the items that were sold, gave us the ability to buy more items from the tribes, and give money to four charitable organizations.